That's Job 11, starting in verse 13. Please turn there with me. Before I read this, um, let's bow in prayer. Dear God and Father, we we're thankful that we have this opportunity this morning to come and worship you and um, to consider all that you've done for us. We're thankful for um, Dennis this morning for the lesson that he'll give. We ask that you would be with him, that you would allow him to speak boldly, that you would allow him to speak of the truth that's in your word. We ask that your spirit would allow us to have a proper understanding of the text. Father, we ask that you would be with Dennis as he speaks to us and that what's given um, comes directly from you. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Job 11, starting in verse 13. Yet if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him, if you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow, and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then you will lift up your face without shame and you will stand firm and without fear. You will surely forget your trouble, recalling it only as waters gone by. Life will be brighter than noonday and darkness will become like morning. You will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest and safety. You will lie down and no one will make you afraid. There we go. Good morning, everyone. Well, I hope for all of you everything is going okay. I know we have a great number who are either sick or have been uh, exposed to this uh, wonderful thing we call COVID, and they're not able to be with us this morning. For those of you who are, welcome. We do have a number of guests. We're glad to have you with us, and hopefully we'll get to know you a little better before you leave this morning. We had a wonderful occasion this past week to hear Dr. Jerry Jones and Lynn Jones speak to us. And uh, how many of you have felt blessed from that activity this week? Show of hands. Yeah, I was too. And, and uh, uh, we consider the things they taught us, uh, looking at some changes that we have to make and uh, know that if we follow through with those, we will also be blessed. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. Think about those words. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I want you to ask yourself a question this morning. Think about it. Think about it honestly, sincerely. Have you surrendered your all to Jesus? There was an officer in the Navy who had always dreamed of commanding a battleship. Now, battleships are pretty interesting 
piece of work. We uh, visited one down in, in California a couple of years ago. What a massive piece of steel, powerful piece of ocean vessel. Uh, if there's anything that can match it, I don't know. But this captain had decided that he wanted to command a battleship in his life. And he finally achieved that dream and was given commission of the newest and proudest battleship that had just been built. One stormy night as the ship plowed through the seas, the captain was on the duty on the bridge when he saw a blinking light in the distance. And so he decided to go down to the command center and told his ensign, he says, I want you to flash these signals to this other ship or this other light. And he immediately ordered the signalman to say, alter your course 10 degrees to the south. And the light came back and flashed, no, you alter your course 10 degrees to the north. Well, the captain was a little frustrated with this. And he said, I am the captain of this battleship. So I am the captain. He says, all three degrees, 10 to the south. And the flash came back, I'm an ensign. Or alter your ship 10 degrees to the north. Now infuriated, the captain says, I am the captain of a mighty battleship. And the ensign flashed back, I am a lighthouse. Well, you got to expect that the captain had to change course, right? If he didn't, he was going to uh, destroy his ship, if nothing else, end up on the rocks. And the story shows us a scenario that is common to all of us. In a ways, it shows the struggle that we have with God in our lives. It shows us the fight that we have because so many times we, like the captain, think we know best for ourselves. And we exert our self-will. We do what we want to do because we want to chart the course of our own seas. We live our life without God at the helm, and because of it, we face disaster as a result. And if we don't surrender to God's love, to God's guidance, and to the principles of the Word, we run into obstacles along our path that sometimes sink our ship. You know, it is so much better to surrender to God's way and to allow Him to direct our path through these storms and especially through the treacherous times of our life. We've been passing through a great trial this last year and a half. COVID and its twisted tail and, and how it has prevented some from, from coming to join with us in worship, whether it's Sunday morning or Sunday night. It's wrecked its course on our recreation on our families, on our work, wherever you turn, it's infected our lives. But I think most of all, it may have infected some of our faith. The church is struggling to maintain its attendance at its services. It greatly needs volunteers to become involved in the work. Do you know that our Bible school department has compressed itself down now by a couple of classes because we can't get enough teachers to fill those spots? All as a result of the work of COVID on the hearts of our members. And even when we think about the other services, our attendances are down because of this. Now, I don't want to take the easy course in this and blame this on COVID. COVID is just an issue that's out there. It's no different than the issue of, of money or any other thing that could pull us away from the Lord. 
I believe that this issue goes deeper into the heart, into the mindsets of our members. It's born of an attitude that puts limits on how far we are going to go or willing to go into the service of our Lord. It is born of an attitude that places Jesus as top priority in everything but my willingness to surrender all. Did you hear that? It's born of an attitude that places Jesus as top priority in everything but my willingness to surrender my all. So let me explain this a little bit more as we go forward because I don't want to be misunderstood this morning. When you were brought to Christ and you entered into the watery grave, do you remember what you confessed? We talked about this in Bible class this morning a little bit. You confessed that Jesus was the Son of God, didn't you? You remember doing that? All right. Did you confess Him as Lord, as Romans 10.9 states, that, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved? Why is it sometimes we fail to ask ourselves that question at baptism? The greatest and most powerful change agent in our lives, and yet we fail to ask it. And it may be that we are more interested in what we get than in what we give. It's a human tendency to be that way, but it is also a human tragedy. We want salvation. We want forgiveness. We want acceptance. But we don't like the words submission and allegiance and most of all the word surrender. We, in a sense, want to... Want to Raise Jesus as Lord of our intellect, our thinking, but not Lord of our hearts. We want to know all about and talk all about who God is. But when it comes to giving of ourselves, the word all is not used in the same way. Have we come to a place where the word no becomes more common than the words I will? No, I don't have the time. No, I don't have the ability. No, my plate is full. And no, no, no seems to be the echoing answer to every time the church calls out a need or asks for volunteers. And I want to speak from the heart this morning, a warning. I want this warning to go to each of you that this is what kills a church. Take a look 50 miles to our east, to our west. Look at the churches that are dying because the people will not say yes to the needs of the church. We are like the captain refusing to change course, stubborn, unwilling to volunteer, unwilling to give our time, unwilling to surrender all to Jesus. And in a sense... Satan then has his full will with us. We submit to his lordship while we still call Jesus king. In the book of Job, we see Job being counseled by a friend. Now, we all know the story of Job, how, how he lost everything he had, how he became, I would say, sick unto death. And one of his friends comes to him and counsels him. 
We're going to look at that. And we're going to talk about what full surrender will offer to us. And we can find that in the text that Justin read this morning. But first, I want you to each of you to take out your invisible paper for taking notes. And grab your invisible pen. And I want you to write on that three things that are troubling you right now. Just take a moment to do that. Three things that are possessing your thoughts. Maybe it's the worry. Maybe it's, maybe it's issues with security. Maybe it's issues with confidence. Maybe it's a fear issue. Troubles. Maybe it's sleeplessness. Could even be respect. But just take a moment and write those three things down on your invisible pad. These are the words that were spoken to Job by one of his counselors. Surrender your heart to God. Turn to him in prayer. Give up your sins. Even those you do in secret. You mean to tell me that I have to give up the little things that I like? that are causing me difficulty in my Christian walk if I'm supposed to surrender to Jesus? Well, that's what the Scripture says. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. Boy, there's a thought. Being confident and fearless in my life. How many would like to be confident and fearless in your walk? Really, only half of you? Be honest. How many would you like to be confident and fearless? This, this group over here is being saying, I don't even know what that is, right? <laughs> no, we do. We do want to be confident. We do want to be fearless in what we do. Your troubles will go away. Okay, to this group, do you want all your troubles to go away? Would that be great? All your troubles to disappear? Absolutely. Like water beneath the bridge, and the darkest night will be brighter than noon. What a wonderful picture he paints for Job in this particular text. You will rest safe and secure, filled with hope and empty of worry. I would love to never have to worry about another thing in the rest of my life. That would be great, amen? You will sleep without fear and be greatly respected. Job's friends declares that the surrendering one's heart to God produces great spiritual benefits, and I believe this, because I have seen this in action in my own life. But did you get the list that he paints? Number one, you will not be ashamed. Surrender to Jesus. Number two, you will be confident. Surrender your all to Jesus. You will be fearless. Your troubles will go away. You will rest safe and secure. You will sleep without fear. And you will be respected. What a great list. Amen. Wouldn't it be great if our lives were lived under that expectancy? away from all those troubles? Now compare it to your list, the little invisible list that you just made. It sounds to me that the word states that complete surrender is the solution to the things that trouble us the most. Say that again. If you want to get rid of the things that trouble you the most, the answer is surrender. But what does it mean to fully surrender to God? 
Well, there are two things to think about in this. First of all, God gives you the choice whether you surrender to him or not. When the British Army surrendered to the revolutionary forces during our Revolutionary War, they were made to to parade in front of George Washington as they entered into their ships. And George Washington was very saddened by the look. Although he had been the triumph of, of the war, he was very saddened by the fact, and he made the comment, these people are not willingly surrendering. God could force you to surrender, you know that, right? He could step in and force you to do anything he would want to do. He could make you submit, right? He is God. He could appear before you and force you to bow down to your knees, force your mouth to declare him as Lord of your life. He could do that, but he doesn't. He simply offered himself to us as a choice. He offered his love as a choice. And he offers you a blessing as a choice. He's already paid the price, you know. He did that at Calvary. All you have to do is change your direction and surrender. You see, God doesn't want you to surrender to him like the prisoners had to do at Auschwitz or, or at uh, Dachau or any of the concentration camps. He wants you to surrender him in love the way a son surrenders to a father, the way a daughter surrenders to a mother, the way a wife surrenders to a loving husband. Now you can go to the grave fighting God, denying his love and care, But isn't it better to make it right with God? Eternity hangs in the balance. Heaven or hell, God will let you choose, let you decide. That is why the songwriter said, All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. Freely choose to say I surrender all. It's a wonderful phrase. Let's say it together this morning. I surrender all. I didn't hear you. I, what a wonderful phrase, so full of promises. The second thing is God desires for us to surrender, and he desires for us to to surrender all to him. I want you to take out now your invisible marker. I want you to look down at your toes. Go ahead, look down at your toes. They may not be the prettiest things in the world, okay? But we're going to take that imaginable, invisible color marker and we're going to start coloring the tip of our big toe. Start doing that in your mind. And we're going to take that across the top of the foot and around underneath the foot and around the ankle and then over to the other foot. And folks, by the time you know what we're going to have done, we're going to color our whole body. But here's the limiting factor. I want you to stop coloring when you get to the part of your body that you refuse to give to the Lord. Where would you stop? How far would that coloring go? Is it from toe to top? Or like the person says, do we need a checkup from the neck up? 
You see, God is not looking for a compromise with us. That word compromise is used so much in the business and in the public world today. He is not looking for a compromise with you. He is asking for all, not just the parts you colored in, but all of you. In 1994, the World Series was canceled because of a baseball strike. And for quite some time, the two went back and forth with expectations. It was fueled by greed. We all know that. Players wanted more money, and the owners didn't want to give more money. And all along, the fans were saying, well, one of you please surrender. Well, one of you stop this and just surrender to the other group. When it was all settled, there was a compromise. But nobody surrendered. That is not the picture we want to have in our mind when it comes to God. He is not looking for a compromise of 70-20 or 70-30 or 80-20 of your life. He does not want a compromise between you and your clock or your time frame. He doesn't want a compromise between you and your family or your work or your recreation. He is looking for an all or nothing. These are his terms. Someone described the way we surrender to God as the idea of holding in our hand a ring of keys. And most of us are willing to take those large keys and, and offer them over to God, but we always have that small key that we hold on to ourselves. And we walk through our religious walk, our Christian walk, whatever you want to call that, and, and we say, I'm serving Jesus, my King. And God comes down and He sees that little key held tightly in our grasp. And He says, the rest of these are worthless to me. You can have them all back. You see, He's a jealous God, isn't He? You can't have the true loving God and other gods in your life. Some people believe that surrendering to God is just about surrendering our sinful ways. It's much more. When Jesus comes as Savior, He also comes as Lord. When He comes as a forgiver, He also comes as the director of your life. I am grateful that through the course of my life, God has been faithful when I have not been. When I allowed the burden of my job, of raising my family, and such things I allowed to consume me, God has reminded me of my allegiance to Him at the day I called Him Lord and brought me back to the place and reminded me that I needed to give my all. To surrender to God means that you place in the hands of God all your best efforts, all of your will. Everything goes under His Lordship. We need to take our marriages and place them in the hands of God saying, I surrender all my marriage into your hands. Take it, Lord. Bless it. Let my marriage and home bring you glory in what we do and say. I need to take my ability to raise children and give it to the Lord. 
And truth is, I need his wisdom. I need his guidance. And I declare I can't go without you. I surrender my children into your hands. I take my career and say, God, it is no longer for me or about me. It is for you. It is for your honor and for your glory that I do what I do in my life. Use me and use my job in that capacity. I surrender my house to you, Lord. You are the Lord of my life and my house is your house. If you want me to use it for your glory, then I will. In the same way, I surrender my car, I surrender my money, I surrender my time, I surrender my schedule, my attitude, I surrender all. And when you surrender all to God, God takes it all into his hands. We must remember who he is and what he can do. He is the way maker. He is the chain breaker. He is the person to turn things around in your life. He is the one that blesses a thing just because it belongs to him. How many of you want the blessings of the Lord this morning? Surrender your all to him. You see, the hardest part of all this, it's right down into the, into the muck of my mind where my will resides. Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carve things. See, some are caught in this struggle with God. They are like Jacob wrestling with the angels. And the only difference was Jason was saying, I want you to bless me. But in our day and age, let me go. I want to live my own life. Save me, but let me go. My life is my own. I have a right to what I do and who I am. Lord, leave me alone in that area. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not I, but your will be done. Remember those words? Our Lord and Savior knew what full surrender was at the cross. Who will be God in your life? Who is the one who will call the shots in your walk? Who is the ultimate decision maker in what you do? Who actually sits then on the throne of your life? These are the most important questions a person has to ask themselves. The song author struggled with Godship in his life. He finally surrenders understanding that God was greater, wiser, and knew the best plans for him, and he wrote, all to Jesus I surrender. Humbly at his feet I bow. You know, when you bow before someone, you are literally saying, you are greater than I am. To put on humility means that we acknowledge our true person in front of him. He is God. We are fill in the blank. If he is God, we are servants. If we are, if he is God, we are his children. And we could continue on. I have to yield my right to live as I please. 
The second stanza of this song touches on the surrender of ungodly ways of life to those who call Jesus their Lord. It says, worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus, take me now. Help me to give up those things that stand in the way of me claiming you as Lord and making you all of my life. Do it now. Not at the day I die. Not at the day I go or want to go to heaven. But do it now. Take me now, Lord. To be a believer, you must be willing to leave the world to follow Jesus. There are things I don't do because I am a believer. I have surrendered that part of my life to my Lord. There are places I don't go because I am a believer. There are movies I don't watch, songs I don't listen to, jokes that I won't tell because I've given up those areas up in my life. I have surrendered them to Jesus. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father because it is of the world. The world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. You will never find the peace the happiness, the feeling of wholeness until you surrender your all to Jesus. The invitation is yours this morning. If there's any way we can help you, please come as together we stand and sing.